Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you. You are here. And that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Perhaps the beginning of an era. Today's episode may be the beginning of a recurring series. We've been kicking around for a night for a while, uh, which is exploring the world's weirdest haunted places. And this specific episode idea comes to us courtesy of, uh, of, of two people, really, I would argue. Uh, one is our very own Paul Mission Control Deccant, and the other is our fellow conspiracy realist, Brittany. Brittany, you called in to say... Hi, my name is Brittany, and I'm calling from Texas. I was calling to see if you guys have done an episode on the Emily Morgan Hotel in San Antonio, um, I know that it used to be a hospital a long time ago, and now it's a hotel. Um, people claim that it's haunted, and I just wanted to see if you guys um, knew anything about that or what your thoughts are on it. Um, you can use my name and voice on the episode if you want. Um, thank you, guys. What a great question. Thank you for the call, Brittany. There's a, there's a strange story here that's we're teasing with Paul, so... Some of us in the show have personal experience with the building you mentioned, the Emily Morgan Hotel. In fact, uh, Paul and I traveled to San Antonio a number of years ago to make fake potato chip commercials. That is a true story. That happened. They were pretty good commercials. <laughs> and uh, Paul. What was this, what was this for? Oh, this was this was unrelated to a show. You just get involved with stuff. Uh, so okay. uh, while we're there, Paul stayed at the Emily Morgan itself, the same one. And I don't think either of us had any idea what its reputation was. Uh, and he had some bizarre moments. In fact, and I, I did get Paul's permission to share this on air. In fact, uh, we were... We were getting together. We were going to go see the Alamo, which is very close to the Emily Morgan. 
It's and, basically across the street. Right. And you're, you can get a room in the Emily Morgan that'll overlook the Alamo. And Paul, uh, Paul told me, he was like, you know, Ben, the weirdest thing happened. I, I came back to my hotel room earlier and the jacuzzi was on. Somebody had just turned it on. And it wasn't, you know, like, uh, to my understanding, it was just sort of gently uh, releasing water from the nozzles. They weren't like blasting through and breaking windows and stuff like that. But still, that's weird uh, because, it, it, you know, this wasn't one of those high, super high end jacuzzis that has like a programmable timer. It just somehow turned on. So maybe, you know, if you're if you're like many people, you would say, I guess maybe the cleaning staff had turned it on to scrub something and then maybe they just forgot. But as we're going to learn, and Brittany, as your message alludes to, uh, because of the unique nature of the Emily Morgan, many people might assume something different when they run into these mischievous uh, works of plumbing. Uh, They might even assume something supernatural is afoot. But why? What is the Emily Morgan? How did it get its reputation? Let's start there. Hear the facts it is a weird looking building. So the building itself, the Emily Morgan Hotel, you can find at 705 East. I'm assuming it's Houston Street. It's only New York where they pronounce that Houston Street, it being Texas and all. Uh, and that's in San Antonio. Uh, it was originally known as the Medical Arts Building, built between 1924 and 1926. Um, it is considered uh, in the neo-Gothic style, um, and it was designed by Ralph Cameron, um, who also designed several other buildings in the area um, the story behind the name itself is is in and of itself fascinating it is named the emily morgan hotel after emily d west um, a free woman of color who was from connecticut and worked as a servant for james morgan in morgan point texas and as we know oftentimes even free people who worked uh for you know, white folks would take on their last name, which is very strange uh, and a a weird relic even after, you know, the end of slavery. Um, But as the story goes, Emily and some other locals were captured after only being in Texas for a little while, just a few months, uh, by none other than the infamous Mexican general uh, Santa Ana himself, um, where, as the story goes, she was held captive in Santa Ana's camp during the Battle of San Jacinto. Yeah, so the way it goes down is this. Emily D. West is an indentured servant for James Morgan. So she has a contract, but um, as you said, there are a lot of relics of um, slave society, slavery society, that still remain at this time. According to the legend, which is unverified, Santa Anna called Emily into his tent the morning of this battle, and he didn't know the battle was coming. But he called her into his tent. Uh, We don't know exactly what his intentions or motivations were, but Emily distracted him long enough in that tent uh, that chaos erupted and the Texan forces were able to win the battle in under 20 minutes. Later, Santa Ana was apparently found under a tree wearing nothing but his uh, PJs and some slippers. So he definitely got caught, caught out. If you Whoops. if you believe the story, yeah. And so <laughs> there are other stories about Emily Morgan. One is that she may have been the inspiration for the Yellow Rose of Texas. Paul, can we get a little clip of that? There it is. Yeah, you've heard that song before. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the name it's it's a notable figure in the regional history right of of this area uh the building itself was meant to as as Brittany said you were correct Brittany the building itself was meant to be a hospital uh and and like a medical complex is a better word lots of doctors offices uh and not just the hospital but all the accompanying departments that a large hospital would have uh, for <laughs> this is this somewhere in here we have to establish this building has big Ghostbuster vibes. Like remember all the um, oh well it was Ghostbusters one right where there's that huge building that's purposely constructed as this massive shrine for Gozer. Totally, 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can still see that on the skyline. I forget the name of the actual building, but the top of it has almost this like weird talisman looking thing on the top. Like uh, it, it definitely has that energy. Yeah, yeah. And, and dude, if you look at images of this building, even early images in the 1920s when it was constructed in the 1930s, you can find archival photographs of this building. But uh, and, and you just get the sense of... I don't know the 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 style that gothic style that we mentioned neo gothic style it, it's so striking and so you look you can look at those older photographs but even now you can pull up Google Earth or you know whatever your favorite 3D map rendering software is and you can take a look at that building but don't just look at the facade like from the street really go up and around and you can see it's at the corner of two streets and you can really see this striking V shape that this building has with a little section at the tip of that V that goes up almost like a chimney. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah. It's a, I, I love this sort of architecture personally because it is so very extra. Uh, this building probably wasn't purposefully designed for people in 2021 to see it as something sinister, but it feels like it was. It's 13 stories. It's got that cool V shape, which I have always wanted to live in a building like that. And it has one conceit, uh, one big conceit. It has a ton of gargoyles, little gargoyles mm -hmm. on the exterior. None of them are happy because they're all suffering <laughs> from one medical ailment or another. Like, because that the logic of the designer was, camera was probably thinking, well, this is, you know, what happens to people in hospitals? So let's give this gargoyle a toothache. Let's let this one, you know, maybe have a cast or something. I'm making up that Clever. last example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's true. Like, like here's one um, kind of curled up in a fetal position up in one eve that looks to be suffering from some form of blindness. It's like a like a gold lady kind of gargoyle who's squinting. Very heavily. I'm assuming that's what's indicated here. Uh, but you're right, Ben. That's a very odd flex to have all these gargoyles represent different maladies of the, the human condition. And Ben, as you mentioned, this was a hospital or a medical arts building that held all kinds of different purposes. Two of those purposes were to uh, have a place to store those who expired, so a morgue, and a place to... <laughs> dispose of bodies and medical waste and other things. So they had a, a large furnace, a, a place where you could cremate people and things. Wow. I love a hotel with a good in-house crematorium. Yeah. They literally burned bodies in this building. And uh, so this occurred during the hospital years. So from about 1924, 26 to 1976, uh, it operates as medical as this medical arts building. It was actually the first building of this sort, first doctor's building in the city of San Antonio. So as you mentioned, Matt, it had a crematorium. It also had a morgue. It had a psychiatric wing. Uh, in 1976, it is converted to office space. And then in 1984, it gets adapted for use as a hotel. You could euphemistically call what they did to the interior extensive remodeling, but they pretty much gutted it. And the, the fact that they gutted it uh, led to, in some ways, led to the reputation that the Emily has today. So the hotel is still open. You can take a page from Paul's book which is a great book, and visit yourself. You can book a room there. Uh, and it's also a piece of living history. It's uh, listed in the National Register of Historic Places. And today, as we record, thousands and thousands of people are convinced this place is haunted. What are we talking about? We'll tell you after a word from our sponsor. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25. 
$25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. Here's where it gets crazy. So true believers in the crowd, people have been asking us to do more paranormal episodes. Uh, you've probably heard of the Emily Morgan. It's somewhat famous. You might even have heard it called the third most haunted hotel in the world. A title, an award that I love. Something about it being number three feels reasonable. It feels like someone yeah. sat down and they said, well, let's not get carried away. It's definitely in the top five. <laughs> yeah, and that's certainly not something you're going to see on the official uh, Emily Morton Hotel website, which mm. is... Um, uh, is a property owned by Doubletree by Hilton. It's funny. So it's like the Emily Morgan Hotel by Doubletree by Hilton. It's so far removed. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely not something they're bragging about. Well, they do have a, a whole section of the website called the haunted history of the Emily Morgan. So Right, but it's not like, you know, on the front page. It's like number three haunted hotel in the United States and great amenities, too, and continental breakfast. It is the official hotel, the Alamo, though. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I mean, it's right across the street. Yeah, so I hunted down, haunted down the ranking because I was so fascinated by it. Who is this authority? Who is yeah, the person who is like, I say which hotel is haunted and to what degree? Well, it was USA Today in 2015. Uh, maybe a slow news week. Who knows? Uh, the Emily Morgan is not unique in uh, this regard. It is one of several allegedly haunted hotels in the downtown area. And you can find, you can find various stories about them. It's strange because when it comes to hauntings, the hotels get more press than the Alamo. And a ton more people died at the Alamo. Well, we don't know for sure about the Emily Morgan. They did well, have a morgue. But be because of how close 
the building, the medical arts building was constructed, you know, in, in proximity to the Alamo itself, it is pretty much known that lots and lots of people expired on those grounds or immediately around those grounds. Yeah, I love that you point that out. So if you believe in ghosts, it's easy to understand how San Antonio could be haunted. You know, this might surprise uh, this might surprise some of us in the audience today. A lot of people living in the U.S. are unaware of this. San Antonio is incredibly old. It was founded, the city itself was founded back in 1717. That makes it one of the 20 oldest cities in the U.S. And it was home to ancient humans way before it was even called San Antonio. It was first occupied by the Payaya people, and they called this part of the world Yanagawana. Uh, which means refreshing waters, which is maybe a little bit of a letdown. It would have been uh, better for the story if they were like the land of ghosts. Well, it's a, it's a good place to rest, right? In the refreshing waters or near the refreshing waters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Potable water, which is a, a valuable resource, more important than gold, if you are uh, living in a rough environment. But regardless of where it ranks, this is not a ding on USA Today uh, or their methodology, regardless what USA Today says. The hotel does have some macabre skeletons in its closet, literal bodies in the attic. Um, Matt, as you said, there was a crematorium there. It was actually on the top floor. And a lot of the people who were cremated uh, didn't have family members, someone, a survivor to take the ashes. So those ashes ended up being stockpiled in the basement, assuming it would be useful for something later. And also it, it, these are human remains. So the, the medical staff being human themselves doesn't want to just throw them in the street. That, that would be a kind of desecration. But when the workers came in, right, in the um, 70s, to rehab this building and, and to gut it, essentially, they discovered the ashes. <laughs> Can you imagine what a headache that is if you are working construction, you're the owner of the building, and you're like, what horror movie have I stumbled into? It was, I was already worried about the plumbing. Now I have to figure out what to do with all these, uh, with the remains of so many dead people. We don't even know Whoa. how many. And surely that would like cause construction to pause at the very least, right? Or they figure out what to do, you know, in a humane way with these remains. It's funny. It, it reminds me of it's it's different, but uh, I was in Seattle for a little mini vacation over the weekend, and I went to the Space Needle, and there's like a whole chronology of like the construction of that structure, and somewhere along the, the way in the process of building the foundation, the workers discovered like a mastodon tooth. And I'm sure that brought construction to a halt, you know, or they had to like get it out, you know, take it to the mu museum or have it like verified and all that. So, yeah, exactly. Total headache. Um, and then, you know, how do you how do you proceed from there? But it did proceed. It did. And uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Nobody in the city knew what kind of paperwork you would even start. Right. And we have to remember this is in the this is well before the age of DNA testing. So eventually the owners decided uh, that the most ethical thing to do was to just not mess with it. So they just spread the ashes in the basement in, in the most respectful way possible. They decided we can't move these out of the building because we don't know where they should go, um, which, I, which I understand. They found, a, uh, they found a bad situation, a tough situation, and they did their best not to make it worse. But uh, for people who believe that disturbing the remains, the physical remains of the dead, uh, may result in ghostly phenomenon, this is like the smoking gun. They did find, they, they essentially found a mass grave. That's, that's what happened. It's just that they were cremated. Yeah, and, you know, just spread them out on the basement. Hope they took the concrete up or whatever was laid down on the on the floor of the basement before they spread them out down there. Uh, <laughs> in the immortal words of the Will It Blend guy, don't inhale this. <laughs> right. right. So we can walk through some of the typical claims you'll see about the Emily Morgan. Uh, a lot of these are pulled from ghost tour sites, which, of course, you know, want to play up 
reports of alleged paranormal activity. And a lot are pulled from forums. And then you can see countless YouTube videos or, uh, you know, unscripted reality TV productions uh, where people attempt to investigate the alleged sightings uh, through any number of approaches. I generally divide them into three approaches. There's the archivist approach to ghost hunting there's the uh, the gearhead approach to ghost hunting, and then there's the um, psychic or spiritual approach to ghost hunting. Do those seem like three fair categories to you guys? I like it. Yeah, I, and you genuinely and usually see a combination of at least two of those. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, shout out, shout out to the history nerd, who is often the most reasonable. Of, of the investigative teams, you know, they're the person who shows up for five or six minutes on the show and they say, this is the history, this building. And they're like, so it's definitely haunted, haunted, right? And they say, well, <laughs> again, this this is just the history of this building. But uh, we have made our opinions on a lot of ghost shows known, I think, <laughs> which is why the three of us will probably not, not end up on one. But, you know, uh, never say never as that. Is what cartoon character said that to Fievel? <laughs> was it? probably uh, some anthropomorphic uh, cat or, or something. Uh, never creature. say never. Was it? Oh, we're getting this wrong. Disney is gonna. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they're gonna be furious. We can't mess with the mouse. But I, I would just say, yeah. Ben, our opinion is never an antagonistic towards those who pursue the ghost hunting. Absolutely. Uh, techniques. Yeah. It is, but it is, I would say, at least personally, is a feeling of profound disappointment. Not in them, but just in that I haven't seen anything yet that would make me go, for sure, that's it. Uh, oh, no, yeah. same. Uh, and by the way, guys, it's a pigeon. It was an anthropomorphized pigeon. Uh, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, never say never. Uh, here are the typical claims. So we just want to establish that some people do have a horse in the race. They want to play these up. Uh, some people feel like uh, they're a more skeptical person, but they've had a personal experience they can't explain. And there are there's some rough categories of hauntings or weird stuff uh, happening at the Emily Morgan. You can almost go floor by floor. So a lot of people tell you the seventh floor is the most haunted. That means that if you're booking a stay, you should either definitely try to give room on that floor or avoid it like the plague. Apparently, people make both sorts of these requests when they're checking in at the front desk, uh, which so there no one will think you're weird uh, or they they might think you have a ghost hunting show. As uh, a little pro tip, if, if you run a hotel that has rumors of being haunted and you've got one floor that doesn't have completely refurbished rooms yet, just say this one's the most haunted. <laughs> this floor is crazy haunted. You don't want to go there. And then you can finish your your repairs or refurbishments. There we go. And then, you know, it's weird because guests and staff over the years have all reported, have, I mean, both employees and uh, I was going to say civilians, <laughs> tenants, hotel customers have uh, have all reported things that could be seen as being similar. Like on the seventh floor, there are a lot of reports of a, a dark shape, humanoid shapes walking on uh, through the halls, but then also walking through walls and doors. And then one family, and this is reported by multiple sources, one family was staying on the seventh floor back in the day, and they awoke in the dark of the night because all of the electrical equipment in the room, all of it, turned on at once, and then they saw this, you know, this humanoid. <laughs> if for fans of Lost, they saw like this smoke monster, you know, dissipate through the walls and they called the front desk and asked for a different room, which seems like sort of a band-aid solution, doesn't it? Yeah. Cause it could have gone anywhere once it went through that wall. <laughs> well, Come it's on. not going to find us on four. That's a different, that's a <laughs> whole different ball game. <laughs> who's to say it can't go through ceilings and floors. Come on guys. Smoke monsters can go wherever they want. If they are in fact real. Yeah. And then there's, there are other like recurring apparitions that people claim to see. Yes, there is uh, a particular apparition that has been reported numerous times. A woman in white phones heard ringing, you know, randomly throughout the night. 
things like electronic devices and appliances and lights flickering on and off, you know, um, on their own, seemingly. Uh, and uh, a, a, a thing we hear all the time in uh, ghost situations or hauntings is the feeling of being touched uh, by invisible forces or invisible hands. Um, the woman in white actually has a name, if I'm not mistaken, Ben, the ghost bride. Uh, and some have heard her shriek through the walls in the night as well. Yeah, this is okay. So without being entirely skeptical, I think at this point we do have to, we do have to note uh, that if you've ever been in a hotel, especially during a, a during a busy season, you're around a bunch of strangers, right? You're going to hear a lot of noises that you can't really explain. Like you've probably had some loud neighbors down the hall at a hotel, right? And then I would say the effect still remains when you're in a very empty hotel because then every strange noise is loaded with uh, the was <laughs> loaded with foreboding, right? A little bit of mystery. And then there are um upset shrieks there are very happy shrieks there are all kinds of shrieks that can occur uh children adults consensually shrieking together somebody (laughs) snuck in a a pet of some sort you know what i mean like uh it is pet friendly by the way it is pet friendly that is true that is true uh so what we're saying is that it is entirely possible that there could be a completely human person dressed in white having a terrible night running down the hallway of floor seven and people would think they saw a ghost because they felt they were in a ghostly environment. Uh, Perception is key here. And then we also see something similar. This is one thing that confused me. And I want you guys to take on this. So if you go up to the 11th floor, there's reputedly something similar. Another apparition, maybe the same apparition. This time it's an elderly woman in a hospital gown uh, who is seen walking into or out of rooms and guests have said they have heard her weeping or they've heard of uh, someone weeping and they've also heard what sounds like a hospital gurney being wheeled along the hallway in the middle of the night and then they open the door to check. Nothing's there. My question is, Conceivably, couldn't that be like a room service cart or couldn't it be like something from the cleaning staff? A bellboy could be anything. A bell person, sorry. (laughs) Could be a ghostly hospital gurney. We can't rule it out yet. Uh, The the hilarious thing is they did that thing that uh, so many buildings in Western culture do. They skipped from the 12th to the 14th floor. I don't know why that I don't know how you guys feel about it, because, you know, the same thing happens with the fourth floor in some East Asian buildings, uh, also due to superstition. But whenever I see that, I always think, come on, everybody in this elevator knows what floor we're really on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's a it's a silly thing. We've talked about that a lot. I forget which buildings. There are a couple of buildings we've been in, Ben and Noel, where we specifically pointed out, oh, look, we're on the 12th floor. Hey, now we're on the 14th. Weird. Right. <laughs> it's like a thing, like in construction, because it's like an unlucky floor. There's even a movie called The 13th Floor, 14th Floor, whatever. The 13th it's a, Floor. Yeah, yeah, it's about like this liminal, you know, non uh, reality space that exists in between these floors where like spooky stuff goes down. But yeah, it's like a total, I mean, yeah, it's, it's more of a tradition probably than people actually believing that it's some sort of demonic curse. But, uh, those things, you know, carry a lot of weight. Do you guys want to start a hotel chain? That mm. is, it's only got 13, it's floors. only 13 floors. <laughs> it's only the 13th floor. Every floor is 13th floor. 13.1, 13.2, 13.3. Just um, the 13th floor. I think, I think it might be a little late in the game for us to start a hotel chain. That's a brilliant idea though. Get the, get the people that are looking for a good curse, you know, just yeah. get an Airbnb and call it the 13th floor. There you go. <laughs> well, uh, it start small. But every room would feature two broken mirrors, a ladder that is open directly in front of the uh, the, the door. doorway, so you yeah. have to walk yeah. through. Yeah, 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 yeah. A cat, a black cat, <laughs> in every room that only walks across your path. We'll we'll figure out the specifics. 
at the at the Roxy Hotel in New York, you can request a goldfish uh, for your room. This one, you would request a, a black cat just to continuously cross your path. Yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll work on that. Uh, don't let the Hiltons get a hold of it first. <laughs> so if you are a guest on the 12th uh, and 14th floor, uh, you are staying in you were you were staying in the area that was used for a hospital activity as well as the place that housed the crematorium and it may seem weird for the crematorium to be on the top floor but it's probably honestly just easier to get the smoke out safely that way so it makes sense that's why the chimney was there right. running over the top all the cuz you know most of the ash stays down but a lot some of it goes up Right. So you wouldn't want, you know, if you can avoid it, you wouldn't want to have that operation in the basement because then you would have to have a chimney that is 13 stories high. So, you know, it makes sense, even though if it reads a little sinister, there is a legitimate reason they did that. So if you stay there now, you might have the experience that some guests have had of uh, stepping back in time. There have been people who said that they opened a door after hearing a noise in the hallway and they didn't see the hallway of the hotel. Instead, they saw a medical scene from back in the day when the hospital was in full operation. And then they would shut the door, reopen it. Am I crazy? Uh, And they just see the hotel hallway again. Uh, This is, this is unsubstantiated, but this has a lot in common with other experiences that people have relayed across the world, you know, like the there was a group of school teachers, two school teachers who believe they went back in time uh, to the days of the French monarchy. This is sometimes called falia du, uh, the like a delusion of two in their case. Uh, but we don't know exactly how many people have said they witnessed a scene from outside of linear time. We just know that people have allegedly said that. The 12th floor also tends to be, this is why I was interested, I was trying to remember, um, Paul and I were trying to remember which floor he stayed on, because if it was the 12th floor, it would make sense for him to have a, a mischievous jacuzzi, which <laughs> sounds like an improv prompt. Uh, the 12th floor has the most plumbing issues. You will see people say the faucets switched on at night, or just like Paul, the, the bath water switched on and it woke them up. And they said, well, what's going on? Uh, You'll also hear people, just to add on, you'll also hear people claiming that they have seen another ghost on uh, floor 12, a nurse of some sort. Yeah, man. Well, I would just say I've heard heard a specific story in one of these YouTube videos. A lot of people go into the Emily Morgan and, you know, shoot their own video or do their own ghost hunting experience, like experiences or investigations. And one I specifically remember seeing was some plumbing in the bathroom that was turned on a faucet that was turned on, but it shut off at like they heard it, right? You hear Mm -hmm. something, some water running, you go over to the bathroom and immediately it turns off as you enter the bathroom. That would be pretty creepy. Yeah. The other, (laughs) you're right. And they are documenting it, right? So something is up with the plumbing or appears to be up. You don't have to believe in ghosts to agree with that. There's another thing, and this might be my favorite part of the story. The elevators. The elevators are tricky. The elevators get up to stuff. Uh, you're, you're kind of going where the elevator wants to go, according to some people. They've been stuck in the elevator for hours at a time. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, the front desk has reported receiving calls that were traced to the phones in an empty elevator. Uh, the elevator has been known to just sort of keep go, just ping-ponging between the sixth and seventh floors with no one in it. Just bing, bing, bing. And then sometimes the elevator will just take you straight to the basement. Yeah, uh, that is a fear of mine, gentlemen, <laughs> uh, getting trapped in an elevator. Uh, I had an inkling that it was about to happen the other week, and I almost went into instant panic attack mode. Um, so, yeah, uh, that would not be fun. Um, I love your characterization of the elevator, Ben, as almost like a sentient being with making its own decisions and being mischievous. Obviously, it lets you out eventually. It's not trying to kill you. It's just trying to well, mess with you a little bit. Right? It's, an ele- it's like I'm an elevator, not a prison cell. <laughs> an elevator is a prison cell with a sense of humor. That's how this elevator sees itself, maybe. 
It's but more like a hellivator, you know. There what I'm it is. There <laughs> it is. Matt Frederick, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so it's the uh, it, no hellivator. I like it. I like it. Um, also, that has to be a, a B horror film already, right? right? Oh, hellivator. Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, that Stephen King hasn't done a haunted elevator story. He's done cars, laundry machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Trucks. Mm-hmm. Give me an elevator. Yeah. Why not? I, I, I think it would work. It also reminds me of that very creepy urban legend we ran into in the Eliza Lamb case, the um, yep. Korean elevator game. That that was spooky. That's like a that's a Bloody Mary game times 10, you know, with the level of detail. But luckily, if you are elevator napped by forces unknown, be they wiring issues or be they ghostly uh, and you were taken to the basement, you don't have to get off there. You don't have to be that person in the horror movies who goes, oh, is this where they put the bodies? I better check this out, you know, <laughs> look, looking for some idiot kid who ran away. Kevin, Kevin, can you hear me? Ooh. And you're dead. <laughs> and you're dead. <laughs> and yeah. that's, a, that's a slice to the back of the neck. Uh, maybe, one st- maybe, exactly, maybe one floor down is, in fact, the gateway to hell, where the elevator mm. really mm-hmm. craves to take you. By the way, Elevator Game Show Network. That is, is there are two seasons of it. Because oh. <laughs> I was thinking this, like I, I can already see the opening so cinematic. So we we start full black, ominous music, and then the uh, the script fades up, and it says, you know, uh, a quote about uh, the devil being cast down from heaven, and this story is about what happened. Uh, like the devil was cast down from heaven. Uh, the sins of pride and for rebelling against God. And then he began building an elevator. In 1924. <laughs> and then in 1924, he built an <laughs> elevator. Yes, well, we can totally write this. But um, the the reason you shouldn't be worried if you end up getting uh, elevator napped and going to the basement is that it's an employees-only area, so you won't be able to get out. Uh, you'll just... Try to convince the elevator, talk nicely to it, uh, try to convince the elevator to go back to the lobby or something like that. But employees who walk around in the basement have reported hearing strange voices in the darkness down there and even the occasional whiff of phantom burning flesh. Dude, that that is really creepy to me. That employees only area, at least from what I read on their website, has like meeting rooms for staff and laundry. And mm. like all those, the large machinery for laundry. When we were making that show, 13 Days of Halloween, we recorded a bunch of audio in these, th- this basement area that was employees only that had a bunch of laundry machines. And it was one of the creepiest places I had ever been to. And I'd walked through there many times in my life. But it's because I think, Ben, because of the infrasound generated by those massive laundry machines with all that machi- machinery like rolling over, basically, basically, it really creeped me out. Quite possibly. You know, let's do this. Let's take a break for a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about some specific claims, and then we will hazard some possible explanations. Mm. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. And we've returned. So earlier I said, you know, the issue with these stories is the issue that happens with a lot of uh, a lot of similar buildings or allegations. A lot a lot of these reports are like someone said or some people have said so it's important when you're looking at this stuff to try to find specific people ideally and again this is not a ding on people who consider themselves professional ghost hunters but ideally what you're looking for is someone who experienced something strange and was not expecting a ghost you know so they didn't have their they didn't have any kind of confirmation bias going on we found an interview with a former senior sales manager, Debbie McNabb. And in 2013, in this interview, she confirmed that guests and employees alike have reported strange activity at the Emily Morgan on a regular basis. Uh, she said she had her own brush with strangeness when she was sharing a room with a fellow sales manager one evening. They went out to dinner. They found, they came back and uh, they found their bathtub, just like Paul's, had been acting up. This one was mysteriously full of water. And McNabb said, my roommate asked, why did you run bath water for me? And she said, I didn't. But she went into the bathroom to look as well. And she also said the water in the tub was an extraordinary shade of ocean blue. Mm, so Toilet I mean, cleaner? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe somebody like, again, maybe someone in the cleaning staff was cleaning the the tub and just forgot. Maybe there is an absent minded member of the hotel staff who is with the best of intentions being confused with a ghost. Or maybe the blue man group was in town and somebody needed a quick bath. Anyway, let's continue. Maybe it's maybe it's the first part of uh, that blue face guys. TikTok uh, movement for his cause. Just thinking about that um, really quickly to just just for all you uh, horror buffs out there. There is a Japanese horror film called Elevator, directed by uh, Hiroki Yamaguchi uh, that looks kind of creepy. Might be a might be an interesting um, uh, companion piece to this episode. Nice. So the thing I don't like about that absent minded staff explanation is that it's kind of boring and it also doesn't explain everything. So with that in mind. Let's close out today's show by looking at some explanations. First, could infrasound be involved? That was mm. one of the first things I thought of as well, Matt. Um, that's why it was first in my mind. 
Possibly. But here's the problem. That alone would not explain physical things like the plumbing issues, right? Nor would it explain the specificity of the visuals. So for everybody who knows about Vic Tandy and infrasound, uh, what he found was something that can explain part of the experience of feeling like you're in a haunted situation, the feeling of being watched, spiking anxiety, a little bit of visual hallucination, but not something as specific as I am seeing a woman in white running through the hallways. Why is she screaming? Yeah, but, but and it just specifically that infrasound for anyone that wants to look it up, it's it's very low frequency standing waves that mm. do weird, like Ben said, do weird stuff to your ears and physically your eyes and all and your whole body. Really, yeah, standing waves are interesting. They they're actually like. Studios, for example, recording studios are treated to remove standing waves because they can cause interference with your listening experience. So if you're like, say, mixing, you know, on studio monitors and there's a bunch of standing waves, those are usually lower bass frequencies. They can kind of like muddy up what you're hearing. Same in uh, vocal booths or like recording spaces when you're trying to get a clean sound. There's a bunch of standing waves collecting in the corners uh, that can cause weird reflections that make the sound not optimal um so that's interesting like that they actually because that's what all standing wave is is a collection of sound waves that kind of like linger almost like a puddle or something you know like mm-hmm. ashes in a basement <gasps> yeah something like that no so here's the second so that explanation to me it doesn't it it doesn't have as much sand it could explain part of what's going on but it can't explain all of it especially um especially without further research right which is a teaser. Uh, Second, (laughs) old buildings like this, if you've ever lived in an old building, they're full of personality and quirks, all all kinds of weird stuff. Uh, The area that I am in was built in the 1920s. I I quite enjoy older buildings, Uh, but this leads us to the question of the plumbing. It's particularly interesting because it is often reported could there be something weird in their water system that's resulting in, in random outflows? Like water pressure is wonky, and so now it has to be released somewhere, and it goes to, you know, whatever. Tub is the weakest link in the water system. I mean, maybe, but there's an issue with that. When you talk about reports of faucets being turned on or baths being drawn, that means someone or something in the room probably had to be there to physically turn on the faucet because it's a switch, right? Uh, Mm. Would plug the drain even more importantly. Plugging the drain is weird, right? Unless yeah. there's some kind of strange clog in there that just happened to be there, and a that ghost coincides. Clog? Yeah, ghost clog. Uh, but but that then coincides with some other problem with the water pressure, right? To where water just gets released without without actually turning a knob or anything, which is possible. But Ooh, it's possible, but unlikely. It, right, that's the thing. And how many times could that unlikely event occur? such that multiple people, including our own Paul Michi Control Deccant, have observed it. I mean, third, this is a big thing. And this is something that uh, sometimes can make you the party pooper in these conversations. It is very easy to prime people. It's easier than it should be. It is scarily easy. So when you, what do we mean by priming? Uh, it's all about people's expectations, Right. And when people go into an environment expecting the possibility of seeing strange things, they're much more likely to be alert to anything they feel might be abnormal. And their go to explanations for stuff might change according to that pre existing expectation. Like, easiest example, because I, I don't I'm very into elevators right now for some reason. Again, elevator phase. Um, latest example, like, easy example. Let's say you hop in an elevator and you're in a new building. You're just, you're in an office building somewhere, right? And uh, maybe you're on your phone because everybody is on their phone, right? And you hit a button and think you're heading to the right floor. You're going to floor eight. And then, you, you know, you're looking on your phone. What's going on on Instagram? What TikTok cult will I join today? You hear the ding and the door slides open. You look up and you realize, oh, whoops. You meant to go to floor eight, but you ended up on floor seven. At this point, if you're in a building you don't think is haunted, most people would probably assume, oh, I was distracted, so I must have hit the wrong button. I'll just hit eight and wait wait to go up one more floor. 
That's a good assumption, right? But what if ghosts were already on your mind? What if you were looking for something? How easy is it to convince yourself that you did push eight and that a haunted elevator wanted to take you to the most haunted floor of this building that you know is haunted, (laughs) right? You wouldn't even think about the guests on seven that may have hit the elevator button, then went back to their room because they forgot something. Great point. Uh, And the problem with that is, you know, we don't mean to be dismissive of human psychology uh, because people are not stupid. And many of us listening to this proposed explanation realize the same thing that we did. It still doesn't solve anything. One of the key issues is this. Most people do not experience regular visual hallucinations. And there seems to be, for some reason, a higher likelihood of self-reported anomalous visions in this hotel specifically. And for the cynical part, mm, hauntings can be really good for business. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's weird, right? Like, I mean, this is like a fancy hotel. This is a Doubletree property in a pretty touristy area. And yet they don't seem to downplay it as much as you would think. Like I, you know, I was surprised Matt that they do have a section on the website. I guess you could consider it's just history, but there's some kind of troubling, you know, parts of this history and parts of the story. Uh, I would think they would want to downplay it, but it's interesting that they, they don't. Um, Cause I think you're right. It, it is. It can be money in the bank. Yeah, man, there's intrigue. If there's intrigue, baby, we're going said the <laughs> tourist of all of all kinds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's true. Like there, you know, if you are interested in this, in this sort of stuff or these experiences, the reports of these phenomena, then of course that's going to be like your number one hotel you want to stay at. If you happen to blow through San Antonio and ghost tour companies operate regularly in town, there's no denying people visit specifically for that chance of seeing something they cannot explain And this is something funny. I found like multiple instances in regional news where reporters had asked the owners of Emily Morgan or the staff to give them a sense of how busy they got at Halloween specifically. And they won't say, but you can, if you are of a mind to do so, folks, you can go to their website today and you can book a room for Halloween. Uh, It doesn't have to be Halloween. That's just, you know, the spookiest day of the year for a lot of people. But uh, from what we understand, this is a this is year round phenomena. It does not appear to be tied to a specific date like the anniversary of a death or the discovery of those ashes or something like that. And that's kind of where we have to leave it. There's no definitive proof that something's amiss with the Emily Morgan. It's a pretty swell place. If you get a chance to go, I would love to stay there. Uh, it's got a jacuzzi in every room. It's a weird flex. But it's neat. It's um, neat. A haunted so, jacuzzi, potentially. A haunted jacuzzi, yes, potentially. Uh, and, you know, specifically request it at the front desk. Be like, I want the most haunted room. I, I got to ask really quickly, Matt, you said there was a section on the website that was all about the ghosty stuff. I'm trying to find it, and I'm just having a hard time. I've got an About Us section that uh, mentions the history, but not the haunting. Uh, then it's got some some ace reviews from... People who've stayed there. Uh, uh, it's emilymorganhotel.com. Yeah, that's where I am. Slash mm-hmm. building dash history. Slash yeah. emily dash morgan dash haunted dash hotel dash history. How do you navigate to that on the actual website? I'm trying to find this part highlighted as like a feature and I'm not finding it. Look, bro, I don't know how I got here, but I got here <laughs> okay. and you can get here too. <laughs> And let's hear that URL again for the folks at home. Oh God. Just, I think if you, let me see if you, if you Google just Emily Morgan hotel haunted history for me, it's the top link on DuckDuckGo. That's so interesting. I just, like I said, like on the front page and uh, in the about us section, they, they, they have some history tidbits, but nothing highlighting a, a whole haunted section. So they might've hidden that. I wonder that's interesting. I did. That's weird. I, I put it in the group chat. Okay, too, cool. So you can you can look at it. But yeah, as Matt said, you can um, go to your search browser of choice. Go Emily Morgan Hotel Haunted History. That should take you there. Look, uh, there's the other side of the coin here. Reports of strange activity have dogged this building ever since it opened up as a hotel decades and decades ago. 
So we have to ask ourselves some questions. One, could every single person be intentionally making this stuff up? That seems highly unlikely. Second, could every single person, including employees with in-depth knowledge of the building, be honestly mistaken? That also seems unlikely. Third, could every single person really genuinely have confused something mundane for something paranormal? That itself is a tall milkshake if we're talking about everybody doing the same thing, which means for the best chance to fully explain some of what's going on in the Emily Morgan, our next step is clear. We have to go back. So see you soon, San Antonio. <laughs> I feel like that's at, that, at this point, that's our best next step. Yeah. Yeah, we, I'm ready to go. It's around 200 to $250 for a room for a night there at least that's what i'm finding in during may so you know if we can get if we can get illumination global to foot the bill and we'll be there or hey if do you work at the emily morgan hook us up illumination's got pretty deep pockets i bet they could swing it yeah but i mean if if we get a freebie then like let's do it you know what i mean that's true (laughs) <laughs> yes, let's do it. Even the Illuminati clip coupons from time to time. It's true. That's true. Yes. Uh, that Bed Bath and Babylon. Hey, Mercedes, while we're at it, uh, if you got any of those giant vans just lying around you want to give to us so we can drive it out to San Antonio, that'd be great. <laughs> or Goodyear, uh, if we've got a dirigible we can borrow to head to, head to Texas, uh, we would be profoundly in your debt. Uh, so... <laughs> while we're getting this together, while we're figuring out how we're going to get to San Antonio and uh, how we can look further into the mysteries of the Emily Morgan Hotel, we'd like to hear from you folks. What do you think about this? What do you think about these explanations? Have you been to the hotel yourself? Did you see anything weird? Uh, what was up with your jacuzzi? Uh, we're also interested to hear about the locally infamous haunted houses in your neck of the global woods. Oh, it seems like every town... Um, well, cities have dozens, but even the smallest of towns usually have one creepy spot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us about yours. Tell us if you think it's legit or tell us if you think you have an explanation behind some of the allegations of ghostly activity that you have heard. And if you think, yeah, this is, I'm a skeptic, but this place is definitely haunted, it's even better. We definitely want to hear that story. And also, of course, extra special thanks uh, to Brittany and to Paul. For this episode, uh, but we want to hear from you. We try to be easy to find online. You can find us at Conspiracy Stuff and Conspiracy Stuff Show or Conspiracy Stuff on Twitter and Facebook, Conspiracy Stuff Show on Instagram. Uh, you can also give us a call at one eight three three stdwytk where you can leave us a voicemail and be featured on one of our weekly listener mail episodes if you wish. That's right. Give us a call. Tell us the name you want us to refer to you as. It doesn't have to be your real name. Leave a message. You've got three minutes. Please start at the top. Give us all the details, what we need to know for the story so we can discuss it on the show. And then if you want to say something personally to us, put that at the end. That would be wonderful. Uh, like, by the way, we didn't even mention the the weird lingering hospital smells that several people have reported here at the Emily Morgan. Did Have you experienced that? Call us. Tell us about it. That's a good way to do it you don't want to use your phone for anything like that like talking to people looking at pictures on whatever social media site you can use your phone just to type some text because we have an email address we are conspiracy at iheartradio.com Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. 